0: In Matthew chapter 28, this is what Jesus says, and this is uh, usually referred to as the Great Commission. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Let me say that again. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, Jesus says, I am with you even to the end of the age. And for some of us, the goal and make, and I, I believe the Great Commission is for every single believer. Every single one of us is called to the Great Commission. And for some of us, the Great Commission to go and make disciples is among our family and friends. For some of us, we're called to go and make disciples in our neighborhood, in our city, in our communities. And for others of us, we're called to go and make disciples in foreign lands, in foreign countries. And this morning, uh, we have a guest from Thailand, and he's, uh, he was called many, many years ago, he and his family, to move from Hawaii to Thailand. To go and make disciples, and that's what he's doing this morning. And so I'm, I'm so happy that he's with, uh, visiting from Thailand, and he's with uh, with us this morning. Would you warmly welcome Pastor Kelly Hildebrand?
1: Good morning. You can hear me, okay? Thank you, Pastor Thomas, for inviting me here to speak to all of you. Um, just. To let you know, I I used to live at Westlock Fairways before we moved to Thailand. My wife uh, worked at Eva Elementary School, and my son began his educational career at Holomoa. So uh, we lived here for a while. I was pastoring Hope Chapel Honolulu in town, uh, but God called us to Thailand. And I was praying a little bit about what I could share with you because I don't know you. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know how I can be a blessing to you. So I, I, I just thought I'd share about what was what was happening in Thailand and what God has done be, because of you. Uh, I know Pastor Thomas has supported me through his prayers. I know that uh, he's supported me through uh, finances. And I know that this family, Ohana Christian Church, is part of my Ohana. It's part of my family. And I just wanted to, to thank you and to impart something into you by talking about Thailand, if that's okay with you. And uh, first of all, we've got a, got a slide up here. What God has done. So let me, let me begin with prayer first. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time that you have given me to be here before these beautiful people who are your children. And I pray, Lord, that I would be able to impart some sort of blessing because I know that they have blessed me. And so I just ask you to be here to speak through me to help me to say the things that you want me to say, to help me to impart what you want to impart, then I might encourage them that the Great Commission is being accomplished through all of us. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Thailand, now let me, let me show you another picture, next picture, that's my family, that's my wife. That's my two kids. They're they're grown now. But let me tell you a little bit about about Thailand. Next slide, please. Thailand is a beautiful country with beautiful people of all different types, of all different sorts. In the same way that the United States is just not one place. It's got variety. It's different. In the same way, Thailand is very different depending on whether you are uh, up north or the south or in the central region. And it's got beautiful, next slide, it's got beautiful beaches, it's got beautiful uh, farmland, it's got beautiful mountains. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. If you've ever been there, it's, it's, you've got to go to all the different parts of Thailand to see all the different, different beauty of the, of, uh, of the place. It's got big modern cities people will be surprised at how modern Bangkok is uh, as well as having the jungles and we got snakes and tigers and everything else and it's, it's a beautiful place to live it's a wonderful place to live but it's also got its challenges if you look at the next slide Thailand has fewer Christians than Japan Iraq or Iran, it has less than one percent Christian population in the country, and the story is even worse than that. If you look at this map here, nope, up, back up. If you look at the map, you see the green and see the red. Okay, the red area are the districts that have absolutely no churches in them at all. There is no Christian presence at all. If you look at the green, that's where there is at least one church. And you notice the green is mostly up in the north, up in the the, the mountainous jungle regions of people who are primarily tribal people. They're not even Thai people. Some people ask me, so I We want to support the unreached people groups of Thailand. It's the Thai people. The tribal people have pretty much all been been reached. Ninety percent of all missionaries live up north, where the Christians already are. You can go up in the mountains and you'll see Christian churches on every every hilltop, because that's where the Christians have gone. But the Thai people, if you say that less than one percent are Christian, and then you look at the ethnically Thai people who live in the central regions and in the the northeast, that means there are even less Christians among the Thai people. And that's why my wife and I have chosen to live in Bangkok, in the central region, where the least number of missionaries are and the least number of Christians are. Because, as Paul said, in... Romans fifteen twenty. it says, It's always been my ambition to preach the gospel, but Christ was not known so that, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. My wife and I, we wanted to go somewhere where a lot of other people haven't gone before. And so when people come to Christ in our church, we're not, we're not looking at people transferring churches over. We're looking at people who have never heard of Jesus before. Or if they have heard of Jesus, Jesus is that God that the, you know, the foreigners worship. He's the white guy's God. He's not the Thai God. And we've been working hard to establish a presence of Christ within Thailand. And we've been there for over 20 20 years. So, what has God done? Well, we can look at the next, next slide. In the 20 years that we've been there, we've started six churches, four Thai churches, four Thai language churches, and we've also started two Burmese language churches because there are a lot of refugees that have come from, from Myanmar to, to Burma. Just this past uh, other weekend, we celebrated the 15th anniversary of one of our Burmese churches in Bangkok. But we've also started a church out right outside of Bangkok, a Burmese church, that is in the center of an area of lots of factories where Burmese workers are. And we kind of got to move the meeting place from place to place because sometimes the owners of the factories don't like us meeting where we're meeting and we meet in people's dorm rooms or wherever we can get and we've started a a church out there. The church, of course, is not the building. The church is the people, and the people have to move periodically, but we've got that that going on. But we've also started four churches, uh, including uh, our home chapel, which is the church that I'm pastoring now, and, and several other Thai churches. Hopefully, by the end of the year, next slide please, we will start our seventh church, which will be started by this guy here. We call him Dong. He is a movie star in Thailand. Well, he's not a movie star, he's a... He does ads on TV and, you know, on posters, and he's a model, okay? And uh, he said that by the end of the year, he wants to start his, his own church as well, so we're working with him to get him started. Right now, he is a model, lawyer, and by my assistant pastor at our home chapel, but we hope to get him started in his own church in, uh, by the end of the year. We'll see, we'll see how it works. Uh, but my I'm getting older <laughs> and it's getting uh, it's getting harder for me to, to go out and start new churches so next slide please so my ministry has been changing and uh, I'm still pastor of one church but I've also joined the faculty of one of the very few bi- uh, seminaries in Thailand and uh, this is not to brag this is not this is just the state, the reality that I need your support and I need your help because I'm one of the very few people with a doctorate that can speak Thai and teach in Thai and can, can teach there. Who has, a, who has a doctorate from an American, American university? And so I'm getting more and more busy. I just got now and they want me to teach here, they want me to teach there, they want me to take take the show on the road. So now I'm traveling all over to Thailand to teach different, different pastors. And that's, that's what I'm doing. We're trying to get pastors in Thailand trained uh, because there's not a whole lot of training for pastors in Thailand. And, we, and I'm helping the seminary start the very first master's program for pastors in missiology to train Thai people themselves to become Missionaries. I have mixed feelings about that because we still haven't evangelized Thailand, but there are people, but Thai people are equipped to go to the, the nations are, are around them. I mean, Laos and, and Cambodia and, and Myanmar, there's so much that can be done and there's so much that Thai people can do if we could just equip them with the tools to be missionaries themselves and, and to go out. So there's a lot that's going on. The seminary doesn't pay me, by the way. Uh, they, have, they collect tuition they 're able to pay the Thai staff, but it 's not enough to pay all the all the professors so uh, I raise support to help to uh, to be able to do that and support has helped us to build next slide our own, our home chapel has just built a brand new church in Bangkok. We bought a piece of property very quickly because we knew something that a lot of people didn't know, but the new subway system is going to run right past our church. So that's going to do wonders for our property values. And right now, they just started construction. Sorry, you guys are still building your rail line. And we got rail line all over the place, all over Bangkok. They're always building more and more. And now it's causing traffic jams to get to church, but pretty soon we'll have the subway line will run right by our, right by our church. We've also... Next slide. Our church has helped a uh, tribal church up in the north to get their church established and their church built. And so just this past, past year, I went up to help dedicate uh, an Aka church, Aka tribal people. Aka, the, the tribal people are not Thai. That's one thing. Even though you're born in Thailand, does, it does not make you Thai. What makes you Thai is either your mother or your father are Thai. So tribal people could have been in the country for generations and still not be Thai or not have Thai citizenship. And, you know, I look at myself. I'm trying to get Thai citizenship. I've got everything I need to become a Thai citizen except the money. It costs a lot of money to become a Thai citizen. Some of the tribal people have been able to to pay to get their citizenship, and there is things the government's doing to try and get citizenship for a lot of the, the tribal people to establish them, that they can prove that they've been in the country for, for many generations or many years. But the Aka people don't speak Thai, so I actually had to speak in Thai and have it translated into Aka up, up there. But we dedicated this building. But what's interesting about this village is that the pastor takes no salary. We're trying to get the people to understand the concept of the tithe and that they need to support their pastor. But their pastor is already rich. Not maybe by our standards, but by ACA tribal standards. I was driving to the village and all of a sudden I saw this beautiful house that was built. You know, I, I'm not, not talking, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here, but first hear what I'm gonna say and then I'll try and help you not misunderstand what I'm saying. But there's this beautiful house that the pastor owns, and he's just built, it's gorgeous. And I told the pastor, wow, this, it was easy to find your village. I just looked for the most beautiful, biggest house I could find, and there it was. And it's not big by our standards, but it was, it was beautiful, and it was colorful, and, and it stood out. And everybody in the church was so proud of the pastor's house, because they said, God has blessed our pastor. The pastor just works in his fields he works he harvests rice he plants trees he's always telling me about the latest thing he's planting and doing and how the price goes up as soon as he plants it and God has just blessed him over and over again and so there's so many people now coming to that church because they see that God has blessed the pastor not because the pastor is taking money from the people but because the pastors working and God is blessing and they're thinking wow if God can bless him he can bless me so it's, it's not a health and wealth gospel kind of thing that, that they're doing there but he's just saying and god blesses god blesses the work of our hands and it's just exciting to see what god's doing in that in that village and all the young people that are that are coming to that to that place and a lot of them i'm hoping are going to graduate from school and come to Bangkok to go to university and then I'll get my chance at them but we'll we'll see how that that happens God is doing wonderful things we also started a foundation my wife and I uh, to help poor kids or children at risk in Bangkok and uh, what we do is we we just collect money within Thailand, we'll we'll take anybody's money, but mostly we try and uh, get Thai people to give to help these kids finish school. Because a lot of kids who have difficult family backgrounds will stop education at sixth grade. Public schools are supposed to be free, but there are fees that you have to pay. There's family that needs to be So a lot of children will stop school and go to work. And what do you do with a sixth-grade education in Bangkok? Nothing good. And so we're working hard to keep these children in school and helping them to finish. And we've had some success where where children from the slums have gone on to college, have gone on to be uh, successful, and uh, God has... God has blessed them. But let me tell you a little bit about, oh, no, up, 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 not yet. A little bit some of our kids. Some, some of our kids, who come, they come to our church. They live under a bridge. We pick them up every Sunday. And some people said, well, why don't we, you know, help them get an apartment? Well, because mom and dad collect garbage for a living, and they recycle garbage. They collect garbage, and they sell garbage. That's how they make a living. You just can't do that in an apartment. And so they live under the bridge. And they don't make a whole lot of money, but we help the, the kids, and we've taught them and, and helped them grow in Christ. And their parents don't come to church yet, but we're working on them. And we're, we're keeping them in school. These, two, these three kids right here, one, two, three, their mom, their dad's missing. We have no idea where the dad is. The mom was in prison. And they actually went to another Christian church and walked in, and they were shooed out because their parents weren't with them. But they came to our church, and we just, come on in. We've become their surrogate parents because they live with the grandparents. And every chance we've got, when they, the doors of the church are open, those kids are in the church. And they, they are family to us, and we help them, and we make sure they got what they need and their tuition, and we make sure they're fed, and we make sure that they got clothes. We make sure they got Christmas gifts on, on Christmas, and we, we just, um, you know, we walk them back home, and we bring them to church, and, and we take care of them. Their mom was released from prison, came home, and said bye to the kids and ran off with another guy. And so she abandoned the kids again. This little girl right here was always cautious about me. She would never really come close to me. I, she had some issue, I don't know, with guys. I don't know what it, what it was. But, but, you know, so we kept a distance. But the, the Sunday after mom came home and abandoned them from prison, she ran into the church and came up and gave me just a big hug, just held on to me tight because we're, we're her family. We're the ones that love them. We're the ones that take care of them. We're the ones that are making sure they're fed. We're the ones that are helping them go to to school. And that's that's what we do. That's what the church is all about. That's what we're doing in Thailand. But there is difficulty. There is persecution. Next slide, please. This is a church that... um, Was recently built and there were three villagers who did not like the fact that a Christian church was in their village and they decided to come and basically they broke it all up and burned it and uh, just went on a rampage because they did not want Christians in their village. This happens sometimes in Thailand. What's interesting is the three men that went on this rampage. Shortly thereafter, one of the men was killed. One of them died mysteriously of a disease. And the third one just gone in the jungle, disappeared. And the villagers now are saying, don't mess with the Christians. (laughs) Because God, their God will get you. And so they're able to rebuild, they're able to to worship there, because people don't want to mess with the Christians. We've also had um, situations where, uh, not in Thailand, but in Myanmar, uh, a good friend of mine was arrested by the the military there, and tortured for, for two weeks for being in possession of a foreign bank account what we would do is he had a bunch of orphans that he was taking care of, and we, gave, we opened up a bank account in Thailand, gave him an ATM card, and he would cross the border, get the money, and take care of the orphans. Well, the military was doing a bit of a crackdown and arrested him for being in possession of this foreign bank account, and we didn't know where he was. We didn't know what was going on. And The short version of the story is we had to get money to feed the orphans. So my wife and I, we understood that the Burmese military was actually looking for us and had pictures of us. We were told that the Burmese military had a picture of me because I would crossed the border several times. And they actually had called me on my phone to find out where I was. And uh, so we found a way to smuggle the money across the border, get it to the, the wife, avoid the military, and get back across the border. And later on, we found, later on we found out that he was, he was tortured. They took a, a steel bar and they, they hanged him up and they, they beat his shins until he couldn't stand anymore. And then they laid him down and they rolled the bar across his shins until other village elders came over and vouched for him and said, he's a, he's a good man. He's not against the government you can release him. And uh, that Christmas, I took my kids up onto the border to meet him and talk to him so he could tell his story in person to to my children about what what had happened to him. But even in Thailand, there is subtle persecution. We once were having having worship, and uh, our bass player was playing the bass, and his father walked in the church, grabbed him by the ear, and dragged him out of church I'm not going to have my son becoming a Christian. Just didn't want him to become a Christian. So the people in Thailand have to face sometimes subtle persecution, sometimes more overt persecution because in Thailand to be Thai is to be Buddhist. That is what it means to be Thai to most people. It same way as you know, to be Italian is to be Catholic, or to be Filipino is to be Catholic, or whatever. There's there's an identity thing, so it's 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 a betrayal of identity to become a Christian, and so we try very hard to have Thai churches led by Thai people, or have as much as much as possible have Thai people leading the churches and doing the stuff because that's the way that the Thai people can see that Christianity is not the foreigner's religion. Christianity is for everybody, regardless of who you are. And we've also seen miracles. Next slide. This just happened in October. We had a... um, I've, I've actually seen two people. I've actually been aware of two people who've walked out of wheelchairs. Just this past October, we had a convention of churches in... In uh, Chiang Mai, and my church was doing the youth thing that was going on. So my my leaders were doing the youth thing. I was outside having coffee with another missionary, catching up, you know, and and, uh, enjoying the cool uh, Chiang Mai weather. And after it was over, I walked into the room where we were having the youth ministry going on. Youth ministry is, you know, is you know, 16 to 21 or whatever. And I saw this kid who I had seen come to the conference in a wheelchair, and I walked into the room and I looked over the, you know, left side of my eye and I saw him standing up. Now the brain doesn't fire all, you know, he was in a wheelchair, now he's standing up. I didn't think much of it. And then I walked over to my people and said, you know, how's it, how's it going? And I says, oh, he's walking now. Yeah, he is. No, no, he's walking now. <laughs> I says, what do you mean? He says, we prayed for him for about 20 minutes. We just kept praying for him and praying for him and praying for him. And then his legs started shaking. And next thing you know, he's walking. And at first he was kind of walking haltingly. And then... By the end of the conference, he was just he was just on his own. God's doing great things. We were also up in a, up in a village uh, doing a Christmas uh, Christmas outreach in a Lee village. And this is the village over here. This is in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phones, there's no electricity, there's no nothing. So we took a bunch of people, a bunch of other Hill Tribes leaders, tribal leaders, and we went into this, this area, and we set up our lights and our generator, and we had a night Christmas program going on, while the local witch doctor was very upset at us, and he was cursing us and trying to drag people away from our event to go to his event on the other side of the, uh, the, the village. But still, a lot of people, some people left, but also a lot of people stayed. And we had our Christmas program, we had a little preaching, and afterwards we had prayer. It was dark, so I did not see this. I, I admit to you, I did not see it. It was dark. And I knew that the village head's daughter was in a wheelchair, old, old little wheelchair that she rolled around the village in. And after it was all over, we packed up our stuff. We went back up the hill, back to where we were staying for the night. And afterwards, I got up we had breakfast. And oh, what happened? Oh, the village uh, head's daughter walked, and now they want to start a church in there. What? I missed it, but anyway, no, I didn't see it. But this happened at that at that village, and so now we've got a got a church in that in that village because God did miraculous things. Miraculous things are happening in Thailand. But I want to end for asking you also to to pray for me and to pray our safeties for even though thailand is a beautiful nation with beautiful beaches and beautiful people last slide is sometimes things do go go crazy in bangkok i love bangkok because if anything is going to go wrong it's going to go wrong in bangkok that's just the way it is you're going to have riots you're going to have fighting it's always going to be in bangkok doesn't happen elsewhere it happens in bangkok and so, I think we've lived through several coups in our 20 years there, and riots and burning down the burning down the cities. And uh, you know, we got picture me with the, the military there af, right after a coup. Also, on my street, we had Iranian terrorists uh, blow up a blow up a taxi. It was actually on uh, on Valentine's Day a couple of years ago. Where, where um, my wife, this final story. My wife was walking around the neighborhood, and she met this Iranian guy. And she thought, this Iranian guy? Iranian guy married a Thai woman. And they started talking, and uh, she thought he was kind of weird. He was asking her a lot of questions, and she asked him questions. She says, oh, I work for the Iranian embassy. Oh, really, my wife says, what do you do? says, I'm a cultural attaché. My wife tells me this. Cultural attaché is what you say when you're a spy. You know, somebody says they work for the embassy and they're a cultural attaché. They're a spy. No, I didn't think much of it. But we found out later that just right down the road, not too far from where we were living, uh, the Iranians were building bombs to blow up the Israeli ambassador who lived in our neighborhood. And... Uh, Unfortunately, something went wrong, and the house blew up. Boom! And I was sitting outside, reading a book at the time. And I can tell you, I now know the difference between a car backfiring, a you know, a, uh, an electricity. What do you call those things? What do you call it? What it? Transformer. That's it. Electricity transformer. Going off and a bomb. Because a bomb you don't hear, a bomb you feel. It literally knocked me out of my chair and rattled my teeth. I mean, I felt it down into my very bones. And I'm going downstairs to find out what's what's happening. And another explosion goes off. Well, after the building blew up, the guy the guy went out and he tried to flag down a taxi to get out of there because he knew the police were going to come, right? The taxi wouldn't stop, and he had a bomb in his hand, and he tossed it into the taxi. And that's what you see right there, and he blew up the taxi. And then he ran out to where my youngest son went to kindergarten, and that's when the, the police surrounded him, and he had another bomb. And he threw the bomb at the police, and it hit a branch of a tree, came back, and landed right down and blew off his legs. And uh, so that was the end. Others escaped to Malaysia, but they were, they were finally, finally caught. So Thailand is a fun place to live. There's <laughs> a lot of things going on. There's a lot of opportunities. And I want to ask you to, to pray for my wife and I as we continue to do the ministry there. And I invite you, and I invite Pastor Thomas that to come and to visit us, to send a missions team, and to see for yourself what God is doing in Thailand. I promise you, I can't promise you anything, but things like this do not happen that often, so you don't have to worry, you know, this is going to happen, you know, but, but they do happen occasionally, but don't worry, we'll keep you safe. We'll keep you safe while you're there. But thank you again for allowing me to share with you, and may God bless you, as you continue to do your work here and uh, in Hawaii and uh, wherever you go, taking the message of Jesus to everyone you meet. Amen.